In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not here with my co-host. I'm here with Mo- Michael Condelli. Michael, did I say your surname okay? Perfectly. Yes, Paul. Excellent. And uh, if I'm correct, you're 46 years old, living in Cleveland. That's right. Whereabouts in Cleveland are you actually uh, living? Uh, suburb, Mayfield Heights. Sounds posh to me. <laughs> not really. Okay, excellent. And um, um, I've actually, my co-host Jack spotted that you've been to about 40 games since the mid-80s. Is that correct? Yeah, most of those at the old stadium. And then since 99, I've only been to maybe six at the new place. Okay, excellent. So I want to test your brain and I want you to educate me about the uh, 1970s. I'm going to be super honest with you. I'm late, which I apologize for, and I met a load of Cleveland Browns fans in a pub in London tonight, so I've had a few Jaeger bombs, so this show, you're going to have to lead, okay? All right. <laughs> All right, excellent. So, I'm doing some quick, uh, done some quick research on the uh, Cleveland Browns in the 70s, and it looks like it wasn't a great era. In the early 70s, we lost the playoffs in uh, 71 to the Colts. And we lost the uh, divisional playoffs to the Dolphins a year later. Um, yeah, yeah, 14-20. And, yeah, rest of the time, it was kind of up and down. So what do you remember about the 70s? Really, it was a little bit of chaos with changing of coaches several times. We went from um, Blanton Collier, who was a really wonderful teacher, to uh, Forrest Gregg, who was a lot harsher. The players did not respond well to Gregg. Then the Sam Ratigliano, who really led the resurgence that lasted for several years. Just a lot of chaos. I mean, I was a little kid back then, but I remember in the end of the 70s, things turning around, better draft picks. Um, That's another thing, too. In the 70s, our drafts were very hit and miss every year of the 70s. Some years were very good. Some years were not good. But that goes for every team in every sport, I think. But the 70s were up and down. Yeah, and um, obviously the, um, Brian uh, was a big part of the 70s, yeah? Yeah. Um, they drafted Sype early. Uh, you have to look, I think, in 71 or 73. And unfortunately for him, he sat on the bench, Paul, for like most of the first four years. They had a lot of other guys they played with limited success. Um, yeah, it look, it look, doing some research, drafted in the, in the 13th round of the 1972 draft. He spent two years of his career as the reserve squad. Yeah, he was way down on the reserve squad and did nothing but practice. And that's, that's very difficult, you know. And then, but he, he stayed through it because he turned out to be the best one we had of that era, bar none. Without question. 
And it, it says here in, in 1975 was a bad year for us. And he entered in the lineup uh, after three uh, consistent losses. And um, yeah, he managed to uh, reduce the margin of defeat for the squad. Yeah, I mean, he brought a new life to it because Brian was a small guy. He was barely six feet, 180 pounds. He won with his brain. Average arm, but the arm doesn't make the quarterback. Um, he knew how to pick apart defenses with his brain, and that's that really is the true measure of a leader. Yeah, and um, what what things do you remember personally about uh, uh, Brian? In Cleveland back then, he he was almost like a movie star here, like a rock star. Wow, okay. um, he was so popular and a very unassuming guy. Um, haven't had a chance to meet him. I've met a lot of other Browns, but um, he was like the biggest thing to like a, a local movie star person, even though he wasn't local. He's from California, but yeah, it was a big deal for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I know this is not our era, but in 1980, he was a, a first team all pro. That's right. And then uh, he was also MVP that year. Yep. Um, a lot of a lot of first that year for him, most touchdowns thrown in the league that year. Um, I think he was the, the passing yards leader that year. A few other things, but yeah, everything that year was awesome for him. That all came together. Excellent. And uh, in the seventies, was there any other players that really stood out for you? Yeah, just before that, uh, in the same draft in '78, they drafted Ozzie Newsom and Clay Matthews together. Wow. Um, which was a huge deal because now Ozzy's in the Hall of Fame. Clay is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, those guys, um, I, I remember other people, a, a guy named Jerry Shirk, who was a great defensive lineman. Um, he's one of the greats of all time, really, especially for the Browns. Um, you know, Newsom, Matthews, Shirk, Charlie Hall, um, but especially those those guys, especially Jerry Shirk was amazing, amazing football player. Excellent. And uh, tell us, um, how old were you in the seventies? Well, I was. I'm born in seventy two. So, I mean, in you know, I'm a, I'm a little kid. Even in seventy nine, I was only seven years old. So, but I got into the Browns around seventy eight, seventy nine, and uh, just became a huge fan. Excellent. Did your parents ever take you to the uh, games when you were a kid? Yeah. My, my dad had the season tickets starting in 86. So from 86 to 95, I went to most of those games with him. But the, as the years went by, he went to less and less because he didn't like to be in the cold. <laughs> so that first game that I went to uh, in 86 was with him. So it's a great memory. Um, and most of the game, 86, 87, 88, almost every one of those games was with my dad. Excellent. And your first game, did you win or lose? First, first game we won, 20-7 to 7 against Kansas City. Excellent. Awesome. And um, you, now looking uh, away from the 70s, um, what, what's been your favorite moment as being a Browns fan? Away from the 70s, I'll, I would say probably January of 87 when they beat the, uh, the Jets in double overtime to go to the first um, AFC title game that they went to in, the, in like in the modern era. 
Wow, okay. That was such a special season. That moment with Mark Mosley hitting a field goal to put us to the title game for the AFC was – that's probably my favorite of, of, of that point. And how old were you roughly then? I had just turned 14 at that point. Okay, cool. So you can remember that quite clear. Oh, yeah. I, have, I still have that on videotape. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have a lot of Browns games on videotape. Excellent. I, I, I'm going to – we're going to have to somehow get that on uh, – or maybe Google it, see if I can find it on YouTube or, uh, or something. But, yeah, I need to uh, watch that at a moment. There's a lot of Brown stuff on YouTube. There's a lot of different footage. You, got, you could put in different games or different years. It'll, it'll pop up some stuff for you. Excellent. And, um, yeah, your childhood, forgetting about the 70s, what other things do you remember about uh, going to the stadium? Well, one thing that comes to mind is, well, first of all, that stadium, that's not there anymore. So it was so big. It held – you could put 85,000 in the seats – it was so loud that when the Browns would score or a really big moment in a game, you could not yell at the person next to you and hear them. They couldn't hear you. You could be screaming. And I'm sure it's the same way with, with, with English football. I'm sure the football stadiums there and all over Europe get very, very loud. So the, no, the noise is the biggest thing that comes. The noise is – I can't even explain it. It was unbelievable. So you've never heard that same uh, decibels as the first Energy Stadium, no? No, 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 not at all. It's been, except for the last, you know, the second half of this year when things went right with Baker and I didn't go to any games this year, it's not the same. It's been so bad since 99 that, no, even when they score, sure, people get loud and excited, but the old stadium was much bigger and the roof, the upper deck was, had a huge roof over it that kept the sound in there and it was a horseshoe shape. Yep. So no, I've never heard that sound anywhere else. It's, it's hard to describe. Maybe we will one day. Yeah. I think, I think now with Baker Mayfield uh, at the helm, I think, uh, I think the stadium's going up a few decibels. I think it's going a bit crazy at the moment. Yeah. It's been, I wish it was still going on right now. We had such a, a great second half that we we're all now, we can't wait until August for the preseason. I can't wait. So. Yeah. We are 31 weeks away from the NFL season starting. So uh, look at you! All right, <laughs> we're, we're counting it down, and uh, that's right. Uh, I was at the Falcons game, I think it was, and the um, the Jets did a uh, a flyby over the stadium. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that was an amazing uh, feeling when them Jets came over. The whole stadium shaked, and I've never experienced anything like that in that's, football, soccer, or anything. And that, that was a wow moment. That's, that's something they, they've done more recently um, at all the NFL stadiums, jet flyovers at the end of the national anthem. It's, pre it's pretty cool. Yeah, the timing must be so key to get it right. Yeah, because those, those jets are coming from hundreds of miles away usually. So wherever they're coming from, if they're coming from, say, Cincinnati or Dayton, most likely – that's only like a 15 minute flight. Yeah. So yeah, the timing is, is gotta be just on, but they're, they're pros. They do it right. So. Okay. Graham, what was the last game you went to? Last Browns game I went to, I'd have to check the ticket stubs. Um, I believe it was home. I think 2014 home Cincinnati. I, I, yeah, it was 2014 home Cincy. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Are you planning to go in 2019? 
Oh, absolutely. It's just now it's a matter of getting tickets because now the, the, to get your hands on them is a little bit more difficult. But, you know, it, it shouldn't be too hard. So, yeah, I want to try to go to a game. You know, I want to bring my daughter to a game. She's never been to one, so we're going to try that. Awesome, awesome. And uh, it's really exciting times because, uh, yeah, some fans will be like, well, now we can't get tickets, but look, we're winning. It's a, it's a luxury now to go to the uh, stadium. It's, a, it's in demand, so uh, it's, it's a good place to be. Yeah, exactly. All right, excellent. Look, Michael, I know um, uh, I'm running late, and I, just, I know you've got a concert to go to. I just want to say thank you very much for giving me the uh, insight and overview. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, next time in Cleveland, maybe we can meet for a drink and maybe you can tell me more about your stories. I would, I would love to. Let's, let's do that. You keep me informed and we'll talk on Twitter and uh, let's try to do that, Paul. That'd be great. Thank you for having me. No, no worries. And make sure you send me a picture of all your uh, tickets, ticket stubs. Uh, I'll be keen to uh, post that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's on my Twitter um, from what I posted a few days ago. Did you see those? Yeah, I saw them. I, I'll use that picture. Yeah, there's there's a couple of them. One one part of the table is one half, and there's another half. And so yeah, those are those are all old old municipal stadium tickets. All right, good. And one final question before yeah. I, I I finish up. What do you think the uh, score is going to be uh, end of season next year? What's your prediction? The record? Yeah. Um, I I'm kind of trying to be diplomatic. Um, nine and nine and seven Browns. Yeah, same as me. And you think yeah, we're all right? Win? You think we're going to win it with nine and seven? That's gonna that could be tough. It depends what Pittsburgh does. Um, you really don't have to worry about Cincinnati. Um, maybe. I mean, I hope it's better than nine and seven. But if they're going to win it, Paul, they probably got to win at least ten. I think at this point, as long as Roethlisberger's in Pittsburgh, try to win ten. So. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. Go the Browns. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, meeting you in Cleveland one day. Paul, oh, absolutely. We'll talk again, and we'll be talking on Twitter, too. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Michael. Have a great evening. You too. Cheers. Take care.